At The Core is brought to you by CompuB.com, your retail, business and education Apple experts. Hi there, and thanks again for joining us. During this series, we're looking at the various ways that iOS has changed our lives, from education to communications, and now on to retail. Imagine trying to explain to a shopkeeper from the 80s how people buy their goods today. So, how have we gotten here? What do retailers need to do, and where does this go next? My name is Jared Cohan. I work with Studio 49. We specialize in uh, e-commerce for Irish retailers. Jared, how has e-commerce changed over the course of the last decade? Because it has been a major jump for everybody operating in the space. So I would say the major impact in the last decade is obviously um, mobile. Um, Mobile has outstripped desktop um, and would have outstripped desktop since 2016 um, in uh, in retail in Ireland. Um, so I guess what you see is nowadays uh, mobile accounts for about 60% of the traffic. So that's just on smartphones to Irish e-commerce websites. Another 10% of traffic is uh, brought to the websites by tablet and only 30% remains for uh, in, in terms of the desktop share. The interesting thing about that is that desktop hasn't actually decreased. Um, it is that the mobile has added to the traffic that is coming to the Irish e-commerce sites. So um, this is the traffic that comes from people commuting on the Lewis, uh, sitting on their couch watching TV, whatever it is that they're doing. Um, uh, they are visiting uh, stores online, they're purchasing online, etc. And, and this has had an enormous impact in the take-up of uh, e-commerce in Ireland. Um, and um, making it, I suppose, one of the uh, really important channels um, for for revenue uh, for Irish retailers. It's an v- amazing opportunity for retailers to get that level of access to customers who previously would have had to get up off their backsides and come to visit a store. As the saying goes, with great power comes great responsibility. And have retailers taken that on board when they know they have this new captive audience? Um, I, I think they have. I mean, I think retailers are still trying to figure out how they uh, how they get that captive audience. Um, obviously, uh, the marketplace online is um, you know it's extremely competitive. Um, there's an enormous problem in Ireland, um, which is that seventy percent of Irish consumers purchase from overseas. So um, retailers in Ireland have this enormous problem of uh, UK websites and Amazon and, and and websites like that competing for. Um, what previously would have been uh, the share of pocket that they only competed with their national competitors for. So um, obviously, you know, there's there's ups and downs to it. Um, but I guess the great advantage is that, um, generally speaking, uh, the message can be managed on, uh, on your website. Uh, the retailer can get the kind of information they want to get across to the customers. Um, safe in the knowledge that pretty much 25% of the time, their customers are going to be researching online before they ever enter a store. Will probably walk into the store with their iPhone in their hands um, and walk around the store uh, trying to see whether or not uh, the product that they're interested in buying has good reviews, etc., etc. All of that can be managed by retailers who want to take advantage of um, the fact that customers are holding many computers in their hands nowadays um, as they as they stroll through the aisles. 
We talked on a previous podcast about how the iPhone revolutionized the world of telecoms, that everybody, all of a sudden, as you said, had a mini computer in their hands. Have retailers been quick enough to adapt to that, the idea that this little bit of kit that everybody has in their pocket can be used as an active sales device? Um, In fairness, I would say in Ireland, no. Um, We are probably still well behind the UK. Um, And you do really need to look to the UK for your um, case studies of how uh, retailers can really take advantage and leverage uh, the fact that their customers are walking around with these mini computers in their hands. Um, Having said that, there are still uh, some very good case studies in Ireland. Um, We see among our own clients, um, O'Brien's Wine, for example, who uh, used um, iPads at their wine festivals. Another uh, great example in Irish retail would be Lifestyle Sports, who kind of, I suppose, in, in, in terms of Irish retail, often lead the way in these things. And they would have had, for a number of years, been using iPads where a digital ambassador in a small store, it would say in Newbridge, for example, um, where the product that a customer might want, like the latest messy football boot, is not available um, in that store, but it's available in the Grafton Street um, store. And the digital ambassador whips out the iPad, uh, says, of course, yes, sir, you can buy this immediately, uh, makes the sale to the customer and says, okay, do you want to pick it up tomorrow or will we ship it to your home address? So they're using the e-commerce options that they already have available on the website, but they're using them in-store on iPads and so on making the sale there and then and uh, Lifestyle Sports I think it was about two years ago um, made a presentation on this and they reported that for the smaller regional stores 11% of their sales are made through this digital channel so that's phenomenal so this is where nowadays the customers going into the uh, these stores are able to buy things that are not in the stores and it's adding to the revenue in those stores which is obviously a great thing. David Campbell, e-commerce manager with Retail Excellence. David, how much has the entire market been reinvented by mobile? From our latest studies with Studio 49, we publish a monthly e-commerce dashboard report and significant studies have highlighted up to 84% year-on-year increase in mobile-first approach. So what we see is consumers, there's a huge increase in actually browsing first. Even with website development, it'd be mobile-first approach. Previously, it might be the desktop option, but it's a significant increase in the mobile activity. How much of that can be traced back to the iPhone? How the iPhone put a computer in everyone's pocket and then Android developed their different formats as well and then we Google and everybody followed after it but can it all be traced back to how we became extremely familiar somewhat intimate with our mobile telephone I would agree with that in fairness I'm guilty I have an iPhone myself but it's a personalised approach so it's fun it's novelty effect but it also is completely user friendly I can have my news I can have whether it be sports updates Delays, say, shopping trends, different reports. It's it's at your fingertips. It's seamless. Are we quick enough to embrace it in this country, though? Because what Jar was telling me was that we're very slow, that the technology is there and we can all see it because we use it, but businesses are a little slow to get on board in developing the type of tech, developing the type of apps that are needed so they can have that point of sale in everyone's pocket. 
So from the latest IDR um, SME report, only 24% of Irish SMEs are actually trading online. And of that figure, only 70% can actually process payments. Whereas, for example, say process a sale online, take an order. Um, one thing we're pushing for is increased, say, the LEO, the local enterprise uh, board grants from currently it's two and a half thousand. But we agree that it should be near 10 to get a fully functional e-commerce website. But how far behind are we? Uh, when you look at other markets, when you look at Asian markets, obviously those guys, top of their game, US, UK, probably the, be the best nearest comparator to us. I think we are behind the curve, but we have to focus obviously on our strengths. Customer service, it's key. So midweek convenience, weekend experience. You focus on your strengths, but obviously say the European market, it is ahead of the game. UK, the German market, French, and especially Denmark as well, over the Netherlands. Do people make the same mistakes coming through the door to you every time when they ask about e-commerce options? I.e., do they come in and say, well, we want this, and it's up to you to bring them on the journey to say, well, you can't really have that, but here's what you can have instead? More to the point, people are looking for more or less the same thing. The software that they have under the hood is quite different. So um, uh, they might have seen that uh, other retailers are doing click and collect, and they would like to do click and collect as well. And uh, have text messages going to their customers when the product is available for collection and things like that. There are kind of hidden bear pits and traps in uh, click and collect and ship from store that you mightn't be aware of um, and that we have to guide our customers through. In all cases, what we're really trying to do is involve um, the customers, um, almost always their mobile devices. The mobile devices are so um, personal um, when it comes to anything like click and collect or any type of omni-channel, you would really ideally get an email into the hands of the customer very fast and ideally a text message into the into the hands of the customer very fast whenever the sale is being made because we're very, very aware that um, people are no more than a couple of feet away from their smartphone at any point in time. When you're talking to your customers and they end up getting to the bit about hardware i mean you do the the under the bonnet stuff the the technology that enables the sales to happen but are there certain customers who are very much tied to apple products or want apple products because of that ease of connectivity between them more to the point there is a familiarity um and an ease of use uh, to apple products i mean when a retailer is trying to roll out a new feature um, such as uh, let's say um, endless aisle inside in the store where they want to allow their own store assistants to use tablets to find products so that their customers can purchase from any store we'll say it's a very difficult thing to train the the, the, the staff to do this and to roll out the training and what we find is that um, the Apple products have a, have a degree of familiarity and people are not really afraid of them. Um, they're very, very familiar with them. And it makes that piece of the hardware puzzle and like I suppose the hardware and, and the operating system puzzle easy enough to decide on because you can go with other systems where there's going to be a, a little bit of, oh, I, do, I don't know how that works. How do I use those buttons? What are those buttons? Or you can you can just go with the Apple products um, where people are basically getting into the meat of what they need to do very fast in terms of the training. And there's no kind of obstacles in the, in the way in terms of the technology there. What about apps? I mean, are apps the first thing that people consider? Are they the last thing that people consider? Is it a continuous build then when they're looking at their e-commerce platforms? 
Well, it's been a kind of a strange journey for apps. When, when I speak about apps, actually, in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking of web applications, which existed prior to the iPhone. And the first couple of times I was asked whether or not we built apps. So yes, of course, we build web applications. Um, of course, people meant, do we build apps for iPhones? So nowadays, what we see is where retailers are using apps, they're using apps in a kind of innovative and more compelling ways. Um, where, for example, again, let's say the example of John Lewis in the UK, if you download the John Lewis app as a customer, um, one of the features that they have is what they call the kitchen drawer. And the kitchen drawer is where uh, John Lewis will store all of your receipts um, and other documentation related to the products that you purchased as if it was a virtual ki- kitchen drawer. Um, and it's one of the reasons why you would you would download the John Lewis app. This is the At The Core podcast. Thanks for listening. This series is brought to you by CompuBee for all things Apple in Ireland and the United Kingdom. Visit CompuBee.com for more. Now, the big question I wanted to ask Jur at Studio 49 was, what's next? Last question, Jur. Where does this go next? I mean, we, we started this conversation by saying it was a decade-long journey in development, but... What happens now with retailers, with pressure coming on the idea of the shops that will be on the streets around us at the moment, continuing to trade as they're trading? Where does this go? There are areas that I guess we wouldn't have touched on at all yet, um, such as virtual wallets, um, Apple Pay, for example, where um, in the United States, I think it's something like uh, 90% of customers choose to use Apple Pay where it's available, and it's available in something like 4 million stores across the country. It seems like a phenomenal number, but it's it's one that I came across. Apple has something like four times the membership on iTunes than Amazon has. So um and it has eight times the membership versus paypal so you've uh, eight times more apple users than you have paypal users you have something like four times more uh, apple u- uh, users than you have amazon users the apple product in your pocket will become your complete one-stop shopping tool in reality you're walking into retailers and it'll be up to the retailers to ensure that they have the facility to integrate or deliver content to those apple devices so that those customers can can use apple pay can easily check out can use uh, their their preferred billing addresses and their preferred uh, delivery methods and i think it will mean a complete leveling of the of of the distinction between let's say online and offline I mean we're already seeing that um, and retailers will really need to figure out how to how to leverage these types of products how to how to use them um, or they they may run the risk of being left behind basically if we had a time machine David and we went back 20 years and we said to the retailer 20 years ago, you'll never guess what I have here. See this little thing in my hand. This is going to be open 24-7. You're going to be sell, selling your goods to not only people in this country, but anyone in the world who, within a few taps, they'll have it into you and they'll have you in your shop and buying. They probably would have fallen off their chair with excitement. Yet now it exists and still we have a disconnect with retailers. It's mad, isn't it? I think you're spot on with that. Um, one of the best examples is probably Cyber Week, whether it be Black Fridays or Cyber Monday. It's grown year on year. It's only going to get bigger, but the retailers, they have to embrace it. A lot of people, whether it be different um, sectors in the retail industry, it might not be feasible in certain instances, but you still need to engage with the office drive footfall in store. 
Let's talk about tech in store then, because that's as important as as the point of sale outside, that you have to have a way of connecting stores to each other, connecting them to their website. Are companies investing enough money in that kind of technology? Because there's no point in having standalone machines that don't talk to each other. Everything has to be integrated, doesn't it? I think retailers... They realize that they have to, and two prime examples, in my opinion, will be Compubee and Lifestyle Sports. Great assets, whether the staff, they're well-educated, they'll have the handheld devices, whether it be an iPhone, for example, they might have a tablet device, you can link up, say, your warehouse stock. Everything is available, so if I don't have something in stock in my actual physical store, I can go to the actual handheld device, I can order it, and it'll be click and collect the next day. I've saved the most difficult question for last. What's the last thing you bought on the iPhone that's sitting next to you here? Ticket master this morning for Leinster Rugby tickets. Um, (laughs) Does that count as as technical digital sales? It does, doesn't it? It does, it does. Um, But that's going back what we said. So everything's connected. It's convenience, whether it be sports, business, work, across all the lifestyle. But you didn't buy it while you were at work now. Just to clarify for retail excellence as well. Sure you didn't. A coffee break. Is it needed? <laughs> My thanks to Jur and to David. Don't forget you can subscribe to the At The Core podcast on iTunes. It's brought to you by CompuB.com, your retail, business and education Apple experts. We'll catch you on the next one when we reconvene the At The Core panel to talk about Apple Watch. Thank you.